Uh, I just believe in the process, and we're, we're going to win going through the process. Now, Bill's Mafia. It's time for the main event. So sit back and enjoy the show. Bills Matthew, welcome to a Red, White and Buffalo Blues, a UK Bills podcast. Joined with Robin, my name's Matt, and we're here to talk Bills news with a UK twist. And after Super Wildcard Weekend, we're now one step closer. We're in the divisional round. The divisional round. And it's the matchup that we all wanted to see in Week 17. Yeah, yeah. Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, and... there's so many. Oh, sorry, I interrupted you. Do cut. No, don't worry. Don't worry. And uh, all I was going to say was, and at home. <laughs> at home. Yeah. At Highmark but... Stadium. Yeah, it's it's so funny, isn't it? Because potentially, and I said this on the last episode. At most, there's only three games left. Like we're so close now to, to the end of the season. We're in the Super Bowl quarterfinals, which is how I explain it to my parents and everyone else who doesn't <laughs> understand American football. Um, and yet there seems to be a sense, and I bet you've got it as well, and I bet anyone listening to this has got it as well. If you go on social media or, or, or regular media or print media, there almost seems to be a sense of almost disappointment or unease with the Bills. So I have to say it's rather... Um, <coughs> which lacks a, a certain amount of perspective. We're now down to the final four teams in the AFC. Now, two of them made it last year. I think only one is back from the NFC. I think it's only the 49ers. I'm not sure the other three may, in the divisional round may, made it. You know, we're, we're among the elite. We're among one of the best teams in the AFC. We're playing at home in the divisional round. I now, I think... Now it's the time to believe. Now it's the time to 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 stop worrying and just mm. and just enjoy this. Oh yeah, for for sure. I think um, I keep going on. The narrative is is there that they want that people saying it's fixed. The Bills should win this or oh. should win it all, especially after Week Seventeen. But. At they can't even keep the, they can't even keep the lights on during the suit during the Ravens 49ers Super Bowl. Is any organization capable of of pulling off any kind of conspiracy? It's just yeah. it's just ridiculous. The idea that people would favor um that someone something somehow this would be allowed or um manipulated to happen. If you think about it for five seconds, anyone who's even worked for a company. Just imagine imagine your company, imagine your various different departments and how absolutely nothing gets done. Like, Try and imagine anyone pulling off any sort of secret kind of fixing or any kind of shenanigans like that. It's it's just literally impossible. It's true to say the Bills have, in an effort to be as fair as possible, the Bills have probably had a slightly slightly fairer treatment than perhaps they otherwise would have done. It's probably fair to say the Bengals have some justification in feeling that they were slightly overlooked. The Chiefs would probably or ought to feel that they've been slightly favoured because by not playing that game in week 17, the Chiefs got the number one seed and the Bills had it. And, for, mm. and forfeited the number one seed, which meant they had to win the last game to be at two. The Bengals will feel, okay, we didn't play the game by by giving up, by agreeing to forfeit the game and all credit, let's let's be let's be clear at the outset, all credit, respect and love to, to the Bengals for, for sticking with us through that game. They were totally awesome. Burrow in particular, all those guys, um, just fantastic. But they were the number three seeds and they are the number three seeds now. So they've basically stayed where they are and won the last game and stayed there and won their wildcard round. The Bills gave up number one, the, the number one seed and stayed at two and the Chiefs have, stayed at, have, have been promoted to number one. It's about as fair as you're going to get. Yeah, I think, I'd say, the narrative's there, the, the Bill, that people saying the Bills should, should get on there, but... You just don't take anything for granted. That we saw that last year in the mm. in the championship game, oh, yeah. um, when when it obviously came down to the thir- the thirteen seconds, everyone thought, okay, Chiefs aren't going to be able to roll with this and bank. 
Yeah. Then thirteen seconds, they actually scored the um the game equal the game tying um score. And even even what was it? I think it was the season before that when we played the Colts in the World Card game, where went yeah. down to the wire one again. Hail Mary, one Hail Mary away, weren't they? It's I I see I get the narrative. I get that people want to feel good. And obviously last week and week before I've been given all these omens about this happened on this day, this time, exactly the same situation. We'd all love it to happen, but I think this is where now we've got to check, have a check reality to come, come down back to earth. And actually, as I've always, as people have always said, and Josh has said during the season, start at one and oh. Yeah. Go one and oh in the week. That's, that has got to be the mindset going through, and it, no, no lie, it is going to be the game that everyone has wanted to see since week yes. week seventeen. Both teams are still on their um on their uh, current win streaks. Yeah, and yeah. you've just got a nine and zero Joe Burrow, and it, well, no ten and zero Joe Burrow, nine and zero Josh Allen, including the playoffs. Yep. Both teams. Gaining over twenty-eight points uh, per game. It's eight and nine, um, isn't it? Sorry, someone's. I'm sure someone will write in and correct us. I think the Bills won the last seven of their regular. Oh season. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, they did, sorry. And then it was eight was the that, and I think it's nine for the for the Bengals. I think. Yeah. No. No. I was. I was. I was preempting. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, but obviously, Borough and Cincinnati had two hundred sixty-one pass yards per game. Yeah. Bills 237. This is the interesting one, and we'll talk a bit about this during yep. the um during the show. Joe Burrow's touchdown to interception for that win streak, 19 and 6. Okay. Josh Allen's 18 and 6. Not not a lot in it, isn't it? And you, you mentioned narratives there about Joe con- uh, about Josh Allen constantly turning the ball over and and Joe Burrow being Joe Cool and never, you know, never never flapping or throwing out. And yet, actually, you you drill into the numbers. There's mm. not a lot. There's not a lot in it. Yeah, and I think I think what what we're looking at, and I think this this episode we can pro- we, should, we should do it a little bit. We should format this preview a little differently. Look at both, on at least on a few positions. Look at both sides and obviously see the strengths and weaknesses and where each team can can um, exploit and all that. Mm. And obviously, the main one for both now is the offensive line because obviously, yes, it is. We're we're still struggling in the offensive line. We let Miami hit hit Josh countless times. Get what? Seven sacks or something seven like that. Sacks. Yeah, uh, lots a couple of pressures. Of he was running, running a lot. And we know that Cincinnati, they have a very good pass rush. They can they can win reps and get sacks with only three rushing. They can do it with four rushing. They don't yeah. really need to send anyone else, which obviously gives us up, which gives our gives Allen a bit of harder time in the air trying yeah. to actually um, to beat them, but. It's not just that, it's this season, and especially in the Ravens game, the Bengals, they've got injury crisis now, especially on, oh, the, offensive on the offensive line. They most certainly have. They're playing with a backup right guard, aren't they? They're playing with a backup right tackle already. And then the left tackle, Jonah Williams, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he's going to be struggling. He talks about his kneecap, kneecaps displaced, or something like that, isn't he? Um, yeah, dislocated kneecap. Yeah, well, that's a struggle to be to be ready for Sunday, isn't it? If you've got dislocated, dislocated anything, um, you'll be lucky to play. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but doesn't Rousseau, Greg Rousseau, normally line up as a defensive end on the left side? When Von Miller was in, he was more uh, on the right-hand side, but without Von it's... Miller, yeah, he's mainly been yeah. on, the, um, on the left-hand side. So he's got to be licking his lips there at the uh, playing against a backup right guard and a right tackle. Then I think I think left side he'll be looking the looking. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. The, the right side and right tackle of their offense. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm talking about left tackle. Well. left left defensive end would be his preferred um, uh, point of attack. Then wouldn't it? Yeah, and I think and that's that's I think people 
and I, I keep saying it, and I've said it pretty much, people are going to get sick of me saying it every time, mm-hmm. when since Von Miller's actually been out. Yeah. But it is a step up for this for this group. I mean, Gabe Davis today came out in the press and said, um, in his interview, and said, um, Von Miller's put a replica Lombardi trophy in the locker yeah. room. Yeah, I think. like that. But we're seeing a little bit more of Russo, of Basham in the last game, of AJ Epinesa, yep. even Shaq Lawson getting in there. Oh, that, that having Von Miller even missing, on, but then he's on the sidelines, is helping. But we just need Russo to actually just go that little bit extra and actually finish. Mm. Yeah, what what you really want is a is an absolute mauling game from Russo, don't you? You want him Mm. to absolutely um, be lethal from that side, so that they're having to shuffle and slide to that side to try and stop him, which obviously creates opportunities on the on the other side. Yeah, he's he's almost. I mean, I don't want to knock Russo too much. I'm sure you've got the stats in front of you. He's had his sacks. He's had his plays. You he almost needs that almost that homecoming kind of game where mm. he, he needs a cl- like he needs a closer or something where it's we're up four or something and he you know forced forced fumble off burrow or something like that you, you just sort of think the stage might just be set in that divisional round and in fact if you remember two years ago the divisional game against the Ravens where I think we were probably if I was doing the podcast then I'd have been pretty nervous about Lamar. And Leslie Frazier, just just the defense just completely shut them down. They just couldn't get anything done at all. And you just think now's the time. You've got foot. There's only yeah. three more games. If you can get Rousseau, and the, you know he's looking at those that right guard, that right tackle, he's doing homework. He's got Von Miller whispering in his ear. If not now, when? Yeah, I think I think that's that's the good thing. Um... The good thing about it, and obviously what we've got in him is something good, and and the way that Frazier can put that um, put that play that that adapt adaptation. That's probably yes. the best word to say it, but be able to adjust on the, on the fly on there. And yeah, reading an article, I mean, they had nine minutes. They had about seven minutes worth of Bengals offense. Hmm. On well about that on in week seventeen and and that's yeah. really to to build a game plan. They know where they're going wrong. I mean, obviously they're going to have a few extra players back in that um, that game, especially the the Bills are going to have a more healthier um, Trey White. But it's how we can just get that pressure on there. And yeah. I think it is a game, as you say, that Russo really needs to step up now and actually um and and make that splash. I'm just trying to compare him to Von Miller in obviously Russo games played thirteen. Um obviously Von Miller only played eleven and you, there is a little bit of difference on there, but it's not enough to what you think what a defensive end should do. I mean he's he can get hits. I think he hits the quarterback the most, Russo, along with um, with Ed Oliver. Mm. So they can get the pass, but it's it's just now pushing it into sacks more than anything. Because yeah. you're looking, you look at the sack leaders on there. You look at the um, Nick Bosa's, Matt Judon's, um, Alex Highsmith, those type of guys. That's hopefully where we will see Rousseau in a few, in uh, maybe a year or two's time. But mm-hmm. he really needs to tap in and actually show that promise at least in this game, and actually show that when it comes up clutch, you've got this guy who can be pretty much the next. Um, well, I'm not going to say the next Bruce Smith, but <laughs> the next next. Guy in the mould, let's put it, of Bruce Smith. The, 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 you, you, want, you, you want him to be the leading pass rusher, don't you? You want to be the guy that the, that the offensive line has to take seriously 
and has to double team and has to um, have a specific game plan for Russo to, to try and stop him. Now, I'm a little more comfortable or a little less comfortable with, uh, sorry, a little more relaxed about whether how many sacks he's going to get or, or I mean, obviously pressures and hits are, are, are important. I'm not too worried about the sacks. What I'm am interested in is getting is ending those long Bengals drives. If mm. we can get Rousseau and we can get the pressure, especially on those third downs when it's third and five and third and six, and take Burrow out of that easy five six yard completion that he's so good at doing, and credit to him, he's very good at doing it. It's very timing based. It's, but it's being able to put him off because if you can stop those those longer drives, um. It's, I'm not going to say it's the key to the victory. I think the key to the victory is keeping them to threes instead of sevens. But being, a, being able to, yeah, get, just being able to get the defence off the field because I think Trey and hopefully Kyrie Elam now are going to be able to break up the passes as well. I just think you can't, yeah. they just have to stop them from marching down the field on these drives. I mean, I mean, just looking at Russo's sets from last year to this year, um, including the playoffs last year, he started eight, 19 games, um, had 53 combined tackles, um, 44 solos, eight assisted tackles, um, eight tackle for losses, 10 quarterback hits, four sacks. This year, in only 13 games, He's had eight sacks, 37 combined, or let's include playoffs in that one, um, 38 combined tackles, 27 solo, 10 assisted, 10 tackle for loss, 14 Mm. quarterback hits, obviously four pass break, pass defended, one forced fumble in both those years. But obviously what he added to his game in what he had in 2021, which we haven't seen yet, and may not see is an interception on there. So we're seeing mm. him make start to make that leap now, and you can you can see it how he's actually um, how he's grown, especially in the um, in the run game. And when you've got the likes of Ed Oliver and Daquan Jones tying up the middle, mm. I think I think the battle will be won both on the it pretty much in the trenches for this game. I think yes. I think if we, we'll go on to it in a second, matching up the DB's wide receivers for both teams. But the key to this game is controlling the trenches. If we can, mm. if we can get that advantage and take advantage of having them have three of their starters out, and we'll probably yeah. have us probably have our first choice five, even though they haven't played much together either this season. But mm. if we can win those trench battles, I think that would be a key, and that'd be where we would actually get our um, get our advantage. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's almost like the, it's 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 been the 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 life of football for a hundred years, hasn't it? And it's never changed. Doesn't matter how many passing friendly rules they they do, how many mobile quarterbacks you have. Mm. Um, just how, how much the game changes, whether you're playing in domes or you're playing out, outside, it still basically comes down to can you buy your quarterback time? Can you disrupt uh, the quarterback and put him off his put him off his throws and, yeah, and, and not hold the line, stop them getting those four or five yards, hold them to one or two yards, and make it more and more difficult for them. And um, what makes more it more things change? More they stay the same. And what makes it a little bit more? Um, not needy, but more, uh, what's the word? More incentive let's call it yes. for this, um, for this defensive line is the Bengals, their length in sacks allowed with 44 sacks. Um, mm. the Bills, to credit, we're down 25th with 33 sacks, but generating Burrow gets sacked I think four four times against the Ravens last week and I think I was reading I think that he'd only been sacked twice in their in their winning run uh yeah was, let's have a look. so something like that he'd only been in there the the eight games that they've won um I think he only got sacked twice and he got sacked four times yeah um now obviously a couple of those are you know divisional opponents but yeah 
But it's 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 interesting. I think that's that's where it means. That's where it's more likely to be one. I think when when you look at it on the other side, the we've got both teams have great wide receivers in their in their crew at the moment to see. I think the Bengals do. I think the Bengals do for sure. I think we have Diggs plus Davis if he's playing. I I don't know what else. I don't know if we. I don't know if we have quite. I don't. I think they have better. I I think they're better wide receivers than us. On the well, if we call let's let's call tight end wide receivers as well. Okay. Yeah, we got Knox. Yeah. Then you're looking at Chase, who is elite. Yes. Higgins, who who is solid and dependable, got well, yeah. I think over a thousand, and they've got Boyd there, who who is who is invaluable, who is actually a good player. Yeah. Then we've got Davis. Okay, when not in the playoffs, he's hit and miss, but we're in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, so we, need, we need play- playoff guy. We need playoff. We've guy. got him. Yeah, Diggs, and we've been the last. Yeah last five weeks has really started coming into his own a lot more. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we need, that safety net. And we saw how in the first um in the first quarter pretty much, or quarter and a half, we saw what the Bills can do on offense with these wide receivers. We've got Cole Beasley involved. Obviously Shakir went off on one. Mackenzie probably will be back, which probably means that Shakir or Brown or Beasley or most likely Brown will not be um will not be activated come back. But we've got guys who are now familiar with Josh and we can devise that that what you call it, that offense, hopefully, and this is mm. this is Dorsey Dorsey pending, that we can make use of that. Cause we threw we used fifteen Oh you know, yeah. Different, used so many different players. Um... Yeah, yeah, but it's 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 going to be easy. It's going to be interesting to say the least on there because when you've got Higgins and Jamar Chase, you've got to you've got to look up. You've got to look at that secondary and hope they 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 come up. I mean, won't have Mika Hyde. Um, They've already ruled him out. um, Regardless. And you're just hoping now that Elam is going to be the starter. Yeah. I think I think he's going to go on. No, go on. No, no, I was gonna say. All right, you say you say what you were gonna say, and then I say what I was gonna say. (laughs) I I was gonna say he's 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 shown enough in that um, especially in the um, in the Miami game. When he came yes. in and played with snaps, and what he's shown during the season when he's given the opportunity that he is the probably the best, the best solution opposite Trey White because obviously they're gonna they would target they targeted Dane Jackson, people yeah. targeting Dane Jackson a lot. He does make good plays when needed, clutch plays when needed, but you've got. You've got Elam, who's more speedier, more polished, more in zone, which the Bills like to run. And we saw him matched up against um, Wardle and Hill a couple of times. Didn't really give him a sniff. And the one thing that both White and whoever's opposite him, and Teron Johnson in the slot, if they're, if they're yeah. playing close, playing man, get those hands on him. Yes. Get the hands, push them, touch them, not allow them to get a quick release, and that's where you. That's where this off this defense can win games. Yeah, you see, the thing I was going to say was, I think between the, it's going to come down when you say the trade. I think we agreed it's going to come down to the trenches. I think what it also comes down to is can Elam and White make those plays inside the red zone. Because I have a feeling that this game, and we we had a little taste of it in the in from what we saw in in week seventeen, that both teams could move the ball down the field, not easily, but they had enough weapons there mm. that they could move the ball downfield with the right sort of game plan. And what it comes down to, I think, is when you get to that in and around that red zone area, is Trey and Kyer 
going to be able to break up the crucial passes? Are they going to be able to make the plays on on second and third down or second and third and goal, as the case may be? Are you going to be able to stop the Bengals? Are you going to be able to make them kick a three instead of going for a seven? I think that's where it comes down to. They're they're going to be there or thereabouts up and down the field, but I think Burrow is probably too good and the offence is probably too good to, to... I don't think we're going to be looking at that many three and outs. I think it's going to be, can you stop them at the crucial point? Mm. And, and, and the same is true for, for, for the Bills' offence as well. We need sevens and not threes. Because, I mean, you you look at it. I mean, obviously, the top, if we take Higgins and, and Chase um, as their two main wideouts, we'll, we'll factor in Tyler Boyd in, in a bit. They've accounted for 16 of... Um, of Joe Burrow's um, touchdowns this year. Um, they've got a combined two thousand and um, and seventy odd yards combined. Just those two, adding in Tyler Boyd with another seven hundred. So you look at two thousand seven hundred odd yards and twenty one touchdowns. With with the Bills, you've got Diggs with one thousand four hundred twenty nine. Gabe Davis with um, 836. Um, so maths off the top of my head, that's what, 2,200-ish already. Hmm. Adding in a resurgence, um, Knox with 517, you're already looking at near enough 28, 27, 2,800 and 18, I can never do my maths, 24 touchdowns. So you've got a well-mixed team it's just how yeah. then your offense your defense can actually um can settle down and to be honest i can the bengals do have decent back um backfield i wouldn't yeah. say it's the um the strongest because you look at um you look at when well, what i have the passing defense there we go so passing defense for each team, they've left up um, over the season. They are, uh, you, you, let's go that way. Let's go from the bottom top. They are middle, pretty much middle of the table when it comes to um, passing defense. They've allowed 3,665 mm. um, yards, mm. given up 17 touchdowns through the air, mm. and actually picked off. You've got 17. Um, wait, that's a defense, yeah. That's a defense. Um, and picked off 13 times. We know Josh Allen's a bit, um, bit prone, but the Bills were up in ninth with only allowing 3,433, giving yeah. up more touchdowns, yeah, but taking away a little bit more. So, what where you look at, you're looking at both teams who have are strong. I mean. There are weak links in everything. So the second the second safety for the Bills, whether it be Johnson or Marlowe, mm. and possibly if Lane Jackson starts, they're your weak spots there. But mm. the Bengals, if you've got Eli Apple actually covering Stefan Diggs, yeah, go to Diggs yeah. every single freaking time. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's coming back from a neck in, neck injury himself, isn't he? So you gotta yeah. Mm. Uh, they'll be hoping for a bit of coverage in the back end. I mean, that sounded about right from what you were saying there, that they're a sort of middling uh, secondary, aren't they? And yeah. they'll be hoping that they can sort of scheme up and play up to, you know, as, as sort of up to about a top 10. Bills are a sort of lower top 10 kind of secondary, hoping to play up to the, the top five. Again, what it comes down to is almost using a bit using business speak and management by exception that you you accept that they're gonna make some plays against you but when it comes to the crunch our backs our defensive backs are gonna make one or two more crucial plays in the key moments than theirs mm. which playing the percentages you would you, you would think might might well be the case i really yeah, hope so that's that's going to be another another key on that. I mean, as we know, we, we're, we're thirteen now with Jordan Poyer, probably yeah. fourteen now. But the good thing is we've got um, never lost second. at home in the playoffs. Yeah, we've got Trey White, who's had another pretty much full 
really full good game. game, no rest yeah. in there, coming back and actually um, showing a bit more of his um, pre-ACL injury um, yeah. tray. And a rookie who who most of us like and want to see McDermott play more, hopefully will we'll get his chance. And we haven't even spoken about Johnson. They only spoke about Teron Johnson in the um, in the slot. Yeah, he, I mean, he fits, he fits in so well. You almost don't notice he's there, do you? He's just, he's just, you, you know, exactly. you are you hardly so, you hardly even hear from him. Yeah, and if you've got if you've got a, if you've got Chase in the in the slot or Higgins, which they like to, like to play quite a bit in the in the slot, you've got a guy there who is that dominant of a slot receiver, one of the best slot receivers in the um in the NFL there to cover to be part of this, of this, I wouldn't say no fly zone um, defense because we still let the big plays go through, but it's, it's interesting and well evenly matched. And I think Mm. the only, the only way I think we can say that we have a little bit potentially of an advantage is going to be, um, well, it might not even be that. Is is trying to beat them in the run game because, but both of them are top five rush defenses. Mm. But the Bills have started to play a lot more, tried to get a lot more zone misdirection and mm. and plays where they've got a guard pulling or or Mitch Morse pulling and sealing off, which plays to our strengths and. We've seen that resurgence in Cook. I think yep. you saw the patience waiting, seeing him struggle early on, but then it all started clicking in. And you've got Cook, who's now starting to um, to motor, and obviously motor himself. You've yeah, got... motor starting to cook. Yeah. Motor's <laughs> starting to cook, Cook's starting to motor. Man. <laughs> Perfect. Then the next season. Uh, are we the first people to have come up with that? I can't believe that we're the first people who've said that. We might be. So we're, 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 copy, we're copywriting that now. Well, I'm, well I'm, we, I'm, we invented that. I'm, I'm tweeting it out. As soon as it gets tweeted yeah. out, no one else has said yeah. it. And I'm, That's I'm, what, I'm it's, a fact, it. it's a fact. Then people owe us. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to on a T-shirt if they're here next year. Yeah. For sure. Fair, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. but yeah, you're looking at them. They're both making, um, I mean, what? On average, they're both in their games. I think they're averaging like four point. Um, let's have a look. Uh, average per game. Where's the rush? Doing about four, four or five yards, isn't it? Which is uh, Devin Singletary's averaging um, uh, four point six yards per attempt. James Cook five point seven. And you're looking at you're looking at Mixon and um, some AP Ryan. They're averaging 3.9 and 4.1 yards per attempt. So that's gotta be that's gotta be the X factor. I mean, obviously you've got Mixon who can play receiver and actually be the X factor in there, but you've got Cook who can near enough match him. Yeah. And and receptions per game, I mean, they can match of strength to strength but it's a it's a thing we, we we talk about dorsey and dialing up um dialing up plays maybe this one he can lead the um lead with a bit more run even if it's a design josh allen run yeah i think i think the run game is where we are going to have that slight advantage and what could turn turn it in our favor yeah, I think that's that's really interesting. I, I think, we, I mean, we all said before the season we we needed to get a, a more a better running game established because we don't want to see Josh getting beaten up and and uh, we want to see him play for a few more years. And if he keeps running the way he was, he's you know he's going to get a bad hit and he's going to get injured. And it's going to take years off his career. Now we're in the playoffs. We don't have to say that anymore. Now where. Two games from from a Super Bowl, one 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 game at a time. I think now we can now dial up those designed runs. We can now yeah. start to extend it. And I tell you one one other interesting thing as well. Do you think? Because definitely against Miami, we passed to set up the run. Do you think against the Bengals, we run to set up the pass? 
It's possible. I mean, it's all it's all about how Dorsey actually um to plays it. Because I mean, there have been times where in the first quarter and during games that he's called that. I wouldn't say the perfect game, but the hmm. the strategically correct. Let's put it that way. Yeah, um, game where he's mixed in the runs. He's gone um, hot heavy at times, but still sprinkled in the run that we can do it, that he brings it in and we could run to set up the pass. I mean, we know, we know um, RPOs that Josh yeah. Allen can do that quite well. And when you've got a guy, especially with Allen, who can threaten you both on the ground and in the air, they, it could be a plan to actually set up the, um, set up the pass from, from the run. Yeah, certainly. I think certainly first quarter, you ju- you 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 run the ball, you get you get them in, and then you you bring it out later on. Or it's almost like don't show your hand earlier on in the way yeah. we did against the Dolphins, where we just jumped out. Just run the ball, play conservative first of all, you know, later on, and then lead to it later on. Once you've established it, then you can you can start to go away from it. But that could be mm. that could be an interesting interesting plan. I tell you, it's going to be close though. It's got. It's oh, got yeah. to come down to those things as, as we've been saying. It's going to be trenches. It's going to be defensive backs against receivers. I think we have better defensive backs. I think they probably have better receivers. We're a better pass defense, mm. but I think they have a better <laughs> passing offense. Um, yeah, and it's it's seven and threes. Can we get seven instead of threes? Can we hold them to three instead of seven? The one. Um, the, the one thing I think is going to be the the key is okay. Ken Dorsey. Because as of the day before yeah. the divisional game, he's got an interview good. for the head coaching gig at Carolina. Yeah. Now, I'd like to know what goes on in these job interviews. Do you, do you reckon they make him do those uh, isometric uh, uh, like little tests? Do you, do you reckon he has to, like, you know? Sit in a thing of well, uh, Ken. Uh, so what are you what have you been doing uh, last last few years? Then how do, how do those interviews go? I, I don't I don't know what the what I mean. They know who he is. He was the quarterbacks coach <laughs> at Carolina. Yeah. What what do they need to know? What happens in the interview? Is it like I think what what's your brilliant? What's your grand plan? What's your process? What's I think I think that, I think that's the case. I think what they do say, is... what, what's your five year plan to win us the Super Bowl? Yeah, how how are you looking to set up the play? How are you looking to play? What can you actually um what can you bring if we give you um and go through different scenarios? So like if they give you a rookie quarterback, can you are you gonna be can you be that consistency throughout rather than doing what happened at Texans, go one and out each pretty much each year? Yeah. But the key for him is if he's got this interview at Carolina, if, if they like that, you're now got to think, is he going to draw up that perfect, <laughs> that perfect game that yeah. wins us that division? And then he's going to want to prove it. Yeah. In the championship game. Yeah. To get it. So it, the key, the key to this game, we, we talk trenches, we talk DBs versus wide receivers, the main key is Dorsey's play calling because you now you've got Allen who can who can do it all and hoping that he tries to be a bit more sensible and not have Dorsey keep calling up the um the big plays the bombs and all that. I would I would just just issue a, a rejoinder in that from what little I know about play calling, they don't just call the bombs. They usually call two or three, don't they? In yeah, the they give them, they give so them a couple once of Once he makes, once he gives those two or three, it is kind of up to the quarterback to decide what he thinks gives you the best shot. Yeah. And if Miami were flooding the middle and daring him to go over the top, then Josh, you know, Josh sort of puts a little bit on that. Um, for if he, he sort of has can choose... To take those big plays himself, I, I don't know if Ken's going. Josh, you got to go fifty yards, mate. You got to go. I, I think he's giving them the options to do that, and maybe Dayball wouldn't when he was the OC. But 
I, I think there's a certain amount of here here are your options, here's what I'm going with. Yeah. I think they, they have it I think I think what it is they have obviously headset in their mic in their um in thing that I think it cuts off after uh, with fifteen seconds to go. Fifteen seconds to yeah, go, I think it is, yeah. It is they they'll give him a couple of plays and obviously it is up to Josh. And I, I'm just hoping that he has a word with Josh and just say, Look, even before the game, say, Look, we may give you these, you may want to go for the bomb all the time. If it's on, go for it, but be a bit more smarter because I think on, yeah, on that fumble which was scooped up, obviously Miami came with a cover with a full on cover zero blitz on there. But if you saw it quick enough, Singletary was unguarded. And I think yeah. I remember who the wide receiver was just in front of Singletary was he was unguarded as well. So if he had saw that quickly. Yeah. And even if it's a sidearm pass um, to Singletary to get it, that would have made a huge difference. And it's what we need from Josh is to play smarter. And what we need from Dorsey really is to is to open up that playbook now. You've got you've got that gig, you've got the head coaching um opportunity. Yeah. You now yeah. want to show in the games that matter that you're the right guy, and hopefully he opens up that playbook now for yeah. the um for the team, I tell you, I tell you one other thing as well. That um, yeah, you mentioned that about Josh and Ken trying to yeah opening up the play, but don't don't be afraid to take the check down. Sean mm. McDermott is obviously doesn't give much away in his press conferences. He doesn't look like the sort of shouty sort of person. Maybe he is the sort of person who shouts behind closed doors. I don't think he is, but I think he'll have had a firm word with everyone about turnovers as well. Yeah, I think he'll have a thing at the same time as as him saying, "Yeah, don't be afraid." Ken saying, "Don't be afraid to take the check down. Don't be afraid to 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 do the conservative because the big play is always going to be there. You don't need to go for it. You don't need to hit the home run every time." Um, I'm sure something about ball security and uh, and that will be will be prominent. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. You know, joining on from what I said about run to set up the pass that we do see a more conservative hold on to the ball. Dink and dunk, you know, edge mm. your way down the field, sustain the drives, while at the same time knock Burrow off his off his stride, get him down, cut tight coverage, get them off the field. Don't try and don't try and blast them out of the water in the first in the first quarter. Just just establish your running game, move the ball down the field, method, be methodical, conserve, dare I say conservative, while at the same time getting getting the Bengals off ASAP. Yeah, and and whilst whilst doing that, obviously I'm scrolling, um, scrolling through Twitter. The guys yeah. over at Cover One, um, and Anthony at Cover One, he's just popped up with with tweet actually, um, just saying with forty five quarterback with out forty five quarterbacks that have ten attempts or at least against three man rushes. For mm. Joe Burrow, he's thirty nine out forty five in rating. Okay. Seventh highest interception percentage, thirty-second in yards per attempt, and that's with three-man rushes. So, can we dial up? Can we get enough pressure on there? But it's it is going to be a coach's um a coach's game. A coach is going to win us this game. Yeah. It's yeah. simple as um as simple as that. But. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Come. We'll see. Come Sunday, eight o'clock. Eight yeah. um, obviously, head down well, to the well, what, uh, uh, Matt, Matt, what time is that in the USA? What eight o'clock? Three o'clock. Three. Three o'clock. Oh yeah, I've just got that now. Just yeah, if you want your omens, if you want your omens, <laughs> I think. I think again, the playoffs. We've got the omen. The omens are there, but I think, as we said earlier, as much as we love omens, it's it's one and zero. Uh, we we start we start Sunday zero zero. Let's yeah. um, let's let's carry on and do it. And they say at eight o'clock. It's um, at the Fitzrover Bell showing it. So obviously, get down there and support. And before we go, obviously we've got the other three games. They're yeah. actually um, that are taking part. I mean, Chiefs, Jags. 
Yes, Saturday night is all I, right for fighting. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. There's something inside of me that thinks yeah. the Jags are going to win. Oh, I mean, I I would love that. I mean, I really would. As much as I'd love to see the the trilogy of of the Chiefs Bills in the playoffs again, and this time the Bills get it. As much of the the symmetry, at the same time, I I too would much prefer the ja- the Jags to win and and us play them at home. Because um, do you want do you want to make do you want to make a score prediction for the for the game? Uh, I say I'm going to go Jags. I know Chiefs probably will win it in the end. So no, my luck, the score will be exactly the same, but it'll be the Chiefs instead of the Jags the on that. Um, I'm going. Uh, I'm going to go Jags. It's going to be based off the um, the game against the Chargers and how they actually came back. I'm going to go 31-27 to the Jags. Okay. Like it. I think I think they have I think they've come they come good at the right time. They've got a coach who is a Super Bowl winning coach and so knows what it takes. Obviously Andy Reid's the exact same thing. Hmm. But it's almost that Cinderella story. So it's almost like a Cinderella story that they'll want the Bills and the Jags in that championship game. Yeah. Yeah, Jags have never made the Super Bowl as well. That's that's you know, they've got that on on it for them. I mean, I've been saying for it for, for ages, it's really hard to keep going to those championship games. It's really hard to it doesn't matter how good your players are, they've got to keep playing good the, the whole time. Mm. And it's 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 really easy. I just I if the second half Jaguars turn up, the second half against the Chargers turn up, I think it could be a really good game and it could be an absolute classic shootout. I, I just think it's one game too many for the for the Jags. And I think we'll get on and we'll mention the Giants in a, in a minute as well. I think it's one game too many. I think the Chiefs get them 31-20. Okay. So Giants and uh Giants and uh, Eagles. Yeah. Terrible. I actually... Isaiah Hodgins. Yeah. I think... I'm thinking um, Giants. I, I I'm be going still against... not convinced by the Eagles. I'm st- I know I should be bigger on the Eagles that, than I am. I just don't think they've beaten that many people. I just don't think like I can't see flaws. I can't see them as like a badly disciplined or badly coached team, or they haven't got any good players because they have. But I, I just also think someone's gonna. I just think someone's gonna come and beat them. Mm. Maybe not this week, but I, I think someone's gonna beat them. I got. I think what Dable's done and how Daniel Jones has actually um, really come come good, and obviously oh, Hodgins. Yeah. I've always said when Hodge has been with us that he deserves that. I mean, I had him in our 53-man roster. I had him actually making the 53-man roster. Oh, yeah. How's that? Obviously, he went to practice squad. Look what he's doing for the Giants since he's actually um, joined them. And yeah. I think I think they've now – they're coming to form at the right time. They took out a, a, a Vikings team who, who were not the best but still have – Weapons both sides that can actually be exploited. Oh, good player. Vikings were a, de- were, were a decent team. Yeah. But I think that was a really good win. They played really well. I thought the Giants. I was very impressed. I think it's going to be the same. I think these are all going to be big games, so close games and high scoring games. I'm going. I'm going twenty eight twenty four, Giants. Oh, good man. I like it. Like you're predicting the upset, I I think the Giants will push them. I think the Giants will play well. I, I I'm still unconvinced. If the if the Giants start off the way they did against the Vikings, they could catch the Eagles cold because sometimes it is that double edged sword having the week off. Sometimes you 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 can start a bit slow, and they can get mm. in. I just think over the four quarters, I think. I'm going to have to stay true to my prediction. I think the Eagles will get past them, and I think the 49ers will get them um, in the championship round. So I'm going to say Eagles, but I'm going to say 27-24. I think the Eagles edge it, but they're they're in trouble when they play the 49ers. 
yeah, I think I think 49ers, Cowboys, it's, it's straightforward. It's, it's the 49ers. Yeah. Um, I'm going 30, 34, 21. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I think similar. The Niners, I think the Niners will make the Super Bowl yeah. this year. Hopefully it'll be the Bills facing them. But yeah. it's you can't see anything other than than a San Fran win, especially with Mister Relevant, who's actually um, unbeaten since he started. Yeah, and he's, looking, he's looking a better quarterback than both <laughs> Garoppolo and um, uh, and Trey Lance combined. Yes, or Garoppolo, as Bradley Walsh called him on the chase just now. Yeah, but, uh, the governess still got it right, so all, all credit to her. Um, I think it'd be a lower one. I think it'd be about twenty-seven ten. I think I, I just don't think Dallas can can score on them. I don't think I don't think Dak Prescott's Dak Prescott, isn't he? I just don't think they can score, and I think that they'll just you know they'll just play the field the field position, and I, I just think they'll they'll just have too much. And I'm going to say slightly lower twenty twenty-seven ten. Mm. So and, uh, so Bills Bills. Yeah. Bills Bengals at home to the Bengals. One score game. Okay. It's going to be another thirty. It's going to be a thirty-four, thirty-one. I think we're going to get the same sort of result that we have against the um, Dolphins. Yeah. So I think yeah. 31, 30, 34, 31 Bills. Okay, I'm going to say. I was going to say thirty-four. I'm going. To, I'll, I'll have to stick to. It. I'm going to say thirty-four, twenty-seven. I, I just think they get they get the extra play. I think Trey or Elam comes up with one more play. I think Diggs or, or Davis gets one more touchdown pass or, or crucial pass at the crucial time. I don't think there'll be much in it. I think it's going to be a basketball game. I think they're just going to go up and down and score. It's going to be the seven versus the three. But I just think at the end of the day, I think the Bills will find a way to win. I think they'll be better than they were. They'll be less sloppy, less turnovers. Um more conservative, but ultimately, I think they will they will pull out the win. Yeah, we'll be here again. So, all we have to say on the final words, obviously, follow Robin on socials, me on my socials, Mark on his socials, follow the UK Bills on the socials. Get down to the Fitzrover Bell, eight pm to watch it. I think they're showing up in Manchester with the Bills up um our friends up in Manchester. Those details I'll try and get passed on um, for it. I think I think they will show the game. But get down to the bell, enjoy the celebrations. Hopefully, we'll be back on um, with a review show where we actually uh, are celebrating. Yeah. Um, and knowing that we're going to be in the championship game, hopefully um, hosting it, but more than likely on the road to Atlanta. But. All I can say is from Robin and myself, Matt, is good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for listening, and let's go Buffalo Bills. Go yeah, Bills. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't know anything about work. You don't know anything about work, huh? That's who we are. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills.